The Gratitude Podcast, episode 53. The deepest craving of human nature is the need to be appreciated. Mm. The reason I love this quote is because for the last couple of years of me being in my business previously, I felt so underappreciated. And I was racking, racking my brain, trying to figure out where did I get appreciation before that business? Was it from my clients, my customers, my coach, my family? Because everybody needs to be appreciated. Mm-hmm. But for some people, it's more important than for others. And I never knew that, actually. That some people can do things and function in life um, because something internally fulfills them. But other people do need external appreciation in addition yeah. to their internal appreciation almost like validation yes what you do what you're doing matters that's what appreciation is all about welcome to the gratitude podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, George Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today, I will introduce to you um, a former uh, person that has been really close to Romania that uh, um, we were actually neighbors uh, in a way <laughs> because she is from uh, Soviet Ukraine. Uh, she has come to the States 25 years ago as a classical musician with zero knowledge of the business world and has built multiple six and seven figure business incomes and I think that is extraordinary. And um, I will let her le- um, tell you more about what she is doing right now and uh, what her story is and how gratitude has helped her to, to get to this amazing uh, results. Hi, Georgian. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm excited um, to talk about gratitude today. Um, I guess when I introduce myself, I usually like to say, whether it's in writing or um, when I talk to people, I'll, I'll say something um, like, you know, I am a business owner who created a million dollar business from scratch without any previous entrepreneurial experience because I come from uh, the former Soviet Union where entrepreneurship just didn't exist. I didn't mm-hmm. hear the word business until I came to the States. Uh, and I was a music teacher, classically trained, uh, which even tells you that that was like literally I didn't even see a computer until I came to the States. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the life that um, I was thrown into as a result of my immigrating to America took me over very quickly. I had to learn the language. I had to learn how to use a computer. I had to learn a whole new culture and way of life. And so I have a lot to be grateful for. So I'm excited to uh, um, talk to you today. And um, I'm currently running, uh, I, I just started a new business after I, I say that I'm a newbie with 16 years of business experience. <laughs> a new business, it's called uh, Simplicity Circle. We can talk about 
you know, why I named it that way and what simplicity entrepreneurship is all about. But um, yeah, I have a lot of things to be grateful for. That's amazing. That's amazing. I know we have some experiences that are very similar, um, not just the fact that we we were neighbors uh, at one point, <laughs> um, but also in business, the, the experiences that we both had. And um, it's very interesting that you got to simplicity. And I'm really curious, what what's that simplicity in business for you? Uh, you said mm-hmm. something before we got on um, yeah. on live, uh, the fact that it's it's important to have balance in in business and i'm i'm really curious uh, if you can expand on that a little bit yeah you know so i recently started a facebook group for simplicity entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. when before they join before i accept them as a member they have to answer a question what does simplicity mean to you and as i'm reading all these answers i have like 800 people in the group right now and so wow. i have a lot of answers and everybody sees simplicity different. When I first announced that I'm starting a company called Simplicity Circle, some people assumed that I was getting rid of all of my possessions, like a minimalism kind of simplicity, which is not true at all. Because if you look at my background, I do love you know, having my beautiful piano in my office. And I always wanted to live in a library and in a museum. And my mom is laughing because I have every wall covered with paintings with fine <laughs> art. So no, I'm not getting rid of any possessions. What I am getting rid of is the things, the mindsets and the people and the resources that no longer serve my purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, how I came to find simplicity mindset in business specifically is I hit a million dollars two years ago for the first mm-hmm. time. And what surprised me the most is that I was really looking to build a million dollars because thinking it's like a million dollars, right? It's like a, it's the holy grail of all online marketing, all online internet businesses. Yeah. But when I hit a million dollars, I didn't even realize that because I was too busy working. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until my bookkeeper told me four months later when she was doing my taxes, yeah, you hit 1.4. Wow. And I was like, what? And I didn't even celebrate it. And it doesn't even feel the way I imagined it would feel. You know, when you hear the word million dollar entrepreneur, you think, hallelujah, right? Like something <laughs> yeah. big of that person. And I didn't feel big. I didn't feel... um any more significant. And most important, I didn't feel any happier. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, I told my husband, you know, when I hit six figures, $100,000, I remember that moment. That Hmm. moment I was on cloud nine. It was more exciting, (laughs) right? Because it was like, it was a big milestone. And and my business was still very simple. So, after I hit a million dollars and didn't realize it and it didn't make me feel any happier, I started looking elsewhere. Um, and maybe it's a little too too much information too early on, but what was no happening problem. in my business is I started having panic attacks. Mm-hmm. And so even though I didn't know that this was the wrong kind of business for me, the wrong kind of pace for me, my body knew 
And so I ended up selling my half of the business to my business partner and walking away. And started this new company called Simplicity Circle, where it, the, the focus is on simplicity entrepreneurship, which means that, um, yes, you can grow and scale your business while keeping your independence, peace of mind, freedom, health, relationships. Um, so you can scale up while keeping your independence. And that is what simplicity entrepreneurship is all about. And apparently I wasn't the only one. When I quit, when I sold my business last year, I started talking to other people who on the surface, on the outside are very successful. But when I had private conversations with them, I learned that they were on the brink of burnout. They created monsters. They had big teams, lots of systems, lots of responsibilities that cost a lot of money. They had to produce money um, to cover their expenses. And so when I sold my business last year, I signed the exit agreement on my birthday in August. <laughs> and it was the best present ever. But what happened was I remember like thinking, I got nothing to do. I have no to-do list, no deadlines, no responsibilities, no projects, no plans, no brands, no product launches coming up, nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> I was like, quiet. And that bothered me. <laughs> I didn't know what to do with myself. It's like I've jumped off a fast moving train. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's a little bit why, I, where I am today. I love your story. And thank you so much for, um, for being so honest and open about it. I, I've had the same kind of experience at a much, um, lower scale and um it it convinced me to to look elsewhere for happiness and not in achieving these kind of goals because we the way we see them um at other people that we we look up to and we think that if they are a million dollar um if they have a million dollar business that means that their life is perfect because everyone wants a million dollar business right well in in my experience and knowing other people that have been in that situation that's not true and uh, if they're if they don't have if they're not able to enjoy and to appreciate everything that's happening in their life and all the the blessings that they they enjoy it's it's not that much of a value actually for us as as human beings if we can't appreciate and we can't um enjoy what what we have and yeah. for me that that's why on the one side that's why I'm doing this work on gratitude because as I was thinking in the future if I would get to that point if I wouldn't be appreciating um what I'm learning and uh what I've built I don't think that would mean anything for me. And mm -hmm. if I wouldn't be doing something that's, that's meaningful. And um, I think that this has been somehow your experience as well. And you, uh, you shift from uh, like, like the documentary. I don't know if you know about the documentary from ambition to meaning for, I heard of that, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's really good. And um, in it, it there, there is this shift from, uh, reaching a certain goal that uh, is usually numerical and doesn't have uh, 
bigger purpose to it, to actually having meaning and to actually having um, feeling that you you are doing something amazing with with your life and uh, that being the the main the main goal and the, the main driving force. But getting back to to gratitude, so um, can you tell us? what you what gratitude uh, is for you what does it mean for you hmm. uh, gratitude is remembering it's remembering the things that you do have versus trying to chase the things that you might have <laughs> Um, I'm always grateful to have a piano in my office. This piano comes with a very interesting story behind me. When I came to America, I thought I was going to be continuing my music education. And so a newspaper, a local newspaper in Syracuse, New York, interviewed me. And when the reporter um, found out that I didn't have a piano, she titled the article, A Piano Teacher Continues to Play Without Piano. Hmm. And then in the little corner, it said, like, piano donation wanted. And so a businessman called up the newspaper and said, I have a piano to donate to this young lady. I was 19 years old. Wow. And that piano got donated 25 years ago. And I don't know how old it was before I got it, but it's in great shape. I keep it maintained and... My kids, well, my son, I should say, my daughter didn't get too much attached to it, but my son plays really well. His hands are bigger, so he plays harder pieces. So to <laughs> me, it's very meaningful. And so this piano will die with me. <laughs> it will be here and then it'll go to my, it'll, it'll be in my family. So I'm grateful for it every day. And so when I have trouble in my heart, in my soul, in my mind. Um, I always go and play. And for whatever reason, when I play, I don't think about anything else but whatever I'm playing. Like my mind just, so it's very helpful. That's kind of like, I guess it's meditative a little bit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and it also takes me back to my life in Kiev. Yeah. Where I didn't know anything about business, internet, million dollars <laughs> <laughs> I was just studying to be a musician I put all of me in music I breathed slept ate music that's it life was so simple <laughs> mm. right amazing my, my, my ambitions were a lot smaller but I, I do want to tell you that I do believe you can have a million dollar business. Now extended through January 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for zero enrollment and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, mister, I'm so stressed I grind my teeth more than most people grind coffee. Especially you. Give your anxiety clenched jaw a rest. My molars will be so happy. Start feeling fantacular today. Join in-club or at planetfitness.com. Zero enrollment, $10 a month, cancel anytime. Deal ends January 14th, C-Club for details. And even a multi-million dollar business, that is simple. That is really what simplicity is all about because what's simple to you is complex to me and vice versa. Mm. So your goal is to find what is what feels simple to you. It's only complex when we don't understand it. So, for example, um, 
or what, when we don't understand it or when it's not in our natural abilities, right? Mm-hmm. So if you optimize your business around your super skills, your natural abilities, where results come with ease, why wouldn't you have a million dollar business? So earlier on, I did have a half a million dollar business working four hours a day while, while raising two children. <laughs> no problem. I'm so sorry. Trying to, uh, to turn off the dog is a lot harder than, than turning everything else off. Yeah, um, it's okay. <laughs> so, yeah. And so that business was simple and I was still generating half a million dollars. It was only when I started working with other people and as the people pleaser, I wanted to please my business partner, my team, my clients, my community, my market. And before I knew it, I leaned away from my natural abilities and I did things that my business needed me to do. Mm-hmm. So you can have a million dollar business as long as you stay in what I call your simplicity zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love I love how simple you, you make it like uh, like it's not some some theory it's really uh you really live this this is this is what what i feel when when you when you're speaking the fact that it's really possible and it's really not such a big deal actually to to be living this to be to be experiencing this yeah and um i was I was very curious to to know if you have some uh, words of wisdom on gratitude, a favorite quote or something like this. So I, I actually have a quote that I love and it's by William James. Um, the deepest craving of human nature is the need to be appreciated. Mm. The reason I love this quote is because... For the last couple of years of me being in my business previously, I felt so underappreciated. And I was racking, racking my brain trying to figure out where did I get appreciation before that business? Was it from my clients, my customers, my coach, my family? Because everybody needs to be appreciated. Mm-hmm. But for some people, it's more important than for others. And I never knew that, actually. That some people can do things and function in life um, because something internally fulfills them. But other people do need external appreciation in addition to their internal appreciation. Almost like validation. Yes, what what you're doing matters. That's what appreciation is all about. I want to know that what I'm doing matters. And if I don't feel appreciated, then suddenly I feel like, I'm making no impact on this world. I don't exactly. matter. My ideas, my hard work, um, my insights, my creating creations that I, uh, you know, figure out how to do certain things, they don't matter. So through appreciation, that's how I know that I matter. And a lot of people, I think, can relate to that. Mm-hmm. So if appreciation is important to you, I would say put yourself in the environment where you are appreciated. Be aware of that. This is what I always uh, tell my my audience, that uh, we need appreciation. We need to uh, feel appreciation in order for us to feel that we have meaning in, in the work that we are doing. And also, it's very important for us 
being conscious of, of this need to also offer it and to give it to other people that actually need it a lot. And it might be, you might be the only person that is actually giving appreciation to that person and you might make his day or his week or his entire month because you are the only one who is actually expressing the appreciation. Um, so um, I really love the quote and I'm glad that you that you chose it. But I'm really curious what you do when it's hard to be grateful, when things aren't going your way and uh, when gratitude isn't the first thing that uh, that's on your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, well, I mentioned that I like to play piano um, and I also like to focus on things that I do have rather than the things that I don't have. For example, mm-hmm. if, if something is happening that I just can't control, and when life is tough, um, the kind of things that I focus on is like, well, I'm looking outside the window and it's beautiful. And I just go out and walk and do a mindful walk. I actually discovered meditation mm-hmm. as a result of having panic attacks. I discovered that this is one way um, is to meditate, yeah. to, to find peace outside of, my current environment, because when you're working really um, hard and your mind is always busy, um, anxiety can creep in for some people. And I think that's what happened with me is that my mind was always anxious because I would always have deadlines and I would jump from one project to the next. And just when we finished one launch, the next launch is coming right up and I need to shoot new videos and there's a live event coming up and I need to work with joint venture partners. Um, Oh, and by the way, another JD partner wants me to promote that. And this constant ticker in the Mm -hmm. back of my mind of anxious thinking, that is what, uh, you know, sometimes causes anxiety and eventually panic attacks. And so what I needed to do was to walk away from that and focus uh, on something that is not as stressful and something that is um, a little bit more peaceful. And one of the things my coach actually taught me is slow down. Mm-hmm. Because when we, um, especially for high achievers, what happens is we push ourselves and we work at a pace that is like, we try to accomplish goals at the speed of light. Yeah. So, so what she was saying to me is try to slow down and accomplish things and, and do things at the speed of life. Wow, that's that so beautiful. Is, that is very different, right? Speed of life versus speed of light. So at time that I... I'm stressed and I'm angry at somebody uh, or at something. I remind myself to slow down and to focus on life and, and just to change my pace to speed of life. That's so beautiful. <laughs> this is this is actually a really good quote as well to to do things at the speed of life. Mm-hmm. And also, I believe that nature helps helps us see the rhythm the natural rhythms of uh, how nature works and the fact that uh, a tree doesn't um, I don't know doesn't try really hard to to grow really fast because it has its own pace and uh, yeah exactly and 
it takes enough time for it to to be strong to have good roots and to be able to 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 grow into a big tree but yeah. it it takes into consideration um much more than just uh, growing like really really fast and not taking into consideration the fact that it needs roots that it needs uh, to put just a little bit in, in um, every day and it's funny that you mentioned trees because <laughs> when i when i walked away from my business last year and i went outside for a walk and i for the first time in years started noticing these amazing trees on the street uh, next to mine and i was starting to think and get curious how old are these trees and all of this has grown and you know people before me probably saw this tree planted like all these ideas and thoughts came into my mind that I never had before Mm -hmm. that I never even noticed so you know I I have a, a little thing that I do is like when was the last time you noticed the nature outside your window or the trees or any any anything that is like created by nature and I'm not a very spiritual person um, actually people who have known me before um, you know last year they would be shocked that I'm even talking about this because I I just don't talk about things that are not tangible that you can't touch or see or experience right so Talking about trees feels a little weird for me right now, but I will <laughs> tell you that noticing a tree after I sold my million-dollar business or half of it, that was the best and the most unique experience that I'll remember because I didn't notice trees. And I thought, I'm in my 40s, and I wow. forgot to notice things that are beautiful in life. And, you know, when, when we die, none of it matters. What matters is like what you, um, what you gave your family, what you, how you've impacted other people. But none of it matters if you were miserable. I'm getting too philosophical on you, so I'm going to move on. No, no problem, no problem. I, I love this. I love this, and it's very true because I I always ask myself this question: what what actually matters in life, and um. What are the things that we we take with us and the the really long term uh, vision of of life? Because if I would think really short term, or if people in general would would think uh, just short term, they would think about survival. They would think about I don't know maybe making a lot of money, and they might not think about the impact that they have when they do something, I don't know, maybe they think that getting a lot of money really fast can can be done by selling drugs or selling, I don't know, yeah. guns. And you can do that, um, but it's only a short, short-term term view because you you don't see what happens when, you, when you're doing that. Um, the, fact, the fact that you're not doing something positive with yourself with your life and also you're not doing something positive for other people as well so i think um thinking about the the really long-term view is really helpful to to be able to understand what's best for you to do right now and for the next the the next years to come maybe decades decades or or so yeah yeah 
Absolutely. I, and, you know, one of the things that I um, discovered after I, I left the business last year was uncertainty. And I've always been certain in my future, future income. I am a planner. I would have like a two-year plan of how I'm going to generate this much money, how I'm going to build my audience, all these things that you do as you grow your business, right? Mm -hmm. And suddenly I had this massive uncertainty and I felt like, oh, this is what my clients experience when they don't have income, when they don't have a great business or when they don't have a subscriber list. Um, Mm -hmm. And... You know, if I were to go back um, in time and kind of talk to myself, in fact, that's one of the things that I tell my kids. There, there are two things that are still true. So that's what I, uh, what I would suggest you ask is what do you have clarity on? What do you have certainty around? And mm-hmm. for me, it's two things. And I think that that is something that's um, worth writing down. <laughs> Um, if you uh, want to be successful on your terms, you want to focus on mastering a skill that is valuable to others. Mm-hmm. I've always told that to my children. Um, I have a 22-year-old son, which is hard to believe because I still feel like I'm in my 20s. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> like, and he gets really upset when people confuse us for me being his older sister. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yes, I, I, I find it really fun. And, and I appreciate when people comment on that. But um, that's the one thing that I've always told my son is just master one skill that is valuable to others. If you can bring value to other people, you will never be poor. Hmm. So I have really strong clarity on that. And I'm grateful for um, mastering several skills in my business, like marketing, um, like um, communication, you know, there's certain things that I feel like I've mastered. And Mm -hmm. I don't mean mastery as in perfection. I mean, it's always going to be work in progress, but it improves every time you do it, right? Uh, And I'm grateful for my son to master communication. He's a masterful communicator, um, even though he works as an electrical engineer. His primary skills is communication. That's how he gets um, he gets on in life. And then the other thing that I have absolute certainty and clarity around is that you can build a very successful business as long as you optimize it around your biggest goals and skills. That's around wonderful. Your biggest skills, yeah. Because everybody thinks, well, I have to make a certain amount of money. And people optimize their business for a million dollars or for six figures. And they just keep their eye on the goal of specific income. Mm-hmm. What happens if that's what they do is they're willing to do anything. They're willing to push, force, grind, do 24-hour marathons. Uh, at their computer, they're willing to take any advice and try any system or strategy as long as it promises that they'll make a million dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Or they'll make six figures. And that's how we get in trouble. 
But if you optimize your business for um, independence, for financial stability, for passion um, around your natural abilities and your natural skills, then your main driving force, as you said that, I really like those words, your main driving force becomes that goal. Exactly, yeah. You make decisions from a place of power as opposed to fear. Exactly, exactly. And also you can uh, give time to and for gratitude. Like if you if you only think about the fact that uh, you're going to be happy as long as you make that money, I, mm-hmm. in my experience at least it wasn't the case. But when you also um, appreciate the journey, you appreciate yourself for the qualities that you have and you apply them. Uh, when you appreciate your clients and you create a business around appreciation and gratitude as well, you will get much more meaning and much more happiness out of it than, rather than just um, creating it for for the sake of uh, profit. But um, I'm really curious if you if you have some people in your life that you that you are very grateful for and that you would like to mention. For sure. Well, I you know I do want to mention uh, my mom is probably my biggest inspiration. Whether I realized that early on or not. Um, but she came to America when she was 39. And, you know, it's the time when you don't really learn a, langu- a new language. It's the time when you settle down and, you know, you get comfortable in your life, right? It's yeah. not the time when you go to another country, learn a language and learn a profession. And so she learned a new language. She got a deg- uh, an education as a computer programmer. And she's in her wow. 60s now. And she still works as a computer programmer. She's very valuable to the company. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? So not everybody can do that. And so she's my... I, I'm grateful to have her in my life because uh, when I ask her, isn't this hard? Like, don't you want to retire? She says, yeah, I probably do. But I love this. I love it. So it's not be, she's not doing it because it makes her money, although it does. Um, she doesn't do it because she had no other choice, but she does it because she absolutely loves computer programming. She loves solving those puzzles. So this she's amazing. definitely somebody I'm grateful for. Yeah. I would say that I'm also grateful to my professors in music college because they pushed me and they believed in me. And even though I don't do music professionally right now, what I learned was um, discipline. And I learned, um, I learned that hard work pays off. And I say that with a bit of, with an asterisk next to it. <laughs> because yes, I worked hard, but I worked in the right direction. Sometimes people mm. will think, Oh, I need to work hard because hard work pays off. If you really want it, you can work hard and you'll get your uh, to your goals. And yes, you can, or you can burn out. Exactly. If you're working, you know, if you're working in the wrong direction, it doesn't matter how hard you work. 
if you are pushing and it pushes back, maybe that's not the, the thing that you should be working towards or that's not the strategy or activity that you should be focusing on. Yeah. So I think that my music professors pushed me in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, this, this is wonderful advice. Yeah, I truly, I truly believe that uh, once we do this, um, life makes much more sense. <laughs> yeah, and and maybe the last person I will say I'm very grateful to my business coach. I had two business coaches over the last twelve months. Um, when my first coach um, heard me talk about simplicity, she said, "Milana, don't do it. People will be confused." And you know, she wanted me to do something else, something a bit more tangible. And I just felt like, you know what? I've done that. I've been there. I'm exhausted and I'm bored. Mm-hmm. I need something different. Everybody is marketing something these days. Everybody's trying to tell you how to grow a million-dollar business or how to grow a six-figure business. I don't connect with that idea anymore. I need something fresh, something innovative, and something that reflects uh, something that responds to the evolution that has happened in, in the marketplace because we get emails every day, hundreds of emails. If you're very active online, you get hundreds of emails a day telling mm-hmm. you how to grow a successful business. Yes. And here's the fastest and easiest way to grow a business, right? And you don't know who to believe and True. you delete these emails and you get confused. And so my coach did not understand simplicity and I let her go because I felt like she could not be my supporter on my journey. The second coach who coincidentally was one of my earlier coaches remembered, you know, Molana, uh, if you remember when we profiled you, we called you a demystifier. And another mm. word for demystifying is simplifying. So simplicity yeah. is so well aligned with what I'm doing right now, but she got it. And I developed this concept and idea. And, and right now what I'm seeing, it's a movement. People don't want to build big, complex businesses. We are watching others, you know, like you need a team of people. You need all these funnels and and a bunch of websites and a social media system and this and that and the way i see it now is like no you don't unless it uh feeds into your natural abilities you don't need to do any of it so be careful when somebody tells you you should do this or you should do that it's the fastest and easiest way to do something it's the fastest and easiest way for them, not yeah. necessarily for you, right? So I'm grateful to my business coach that I'm currently um, still in touch with, um, uh, that, that, you know, who, who saw and believed in this simplicity entrepreneurship movement because it is growing. People are tired of complexity. People want more simplicity in their business and they want to make money, but they don't want to sacrifice their exactly. life independence so yeah i have a lot of people to be grateful for <laughs> yeah and by the way where where can our audience find you where can our audience see your work 
Yeah. So if, if this inspires you, if you want to build your business in a simplicity way, um, I have a, a, a page that you can get started with. It's simplicitycircle.com forward slash get started. Very easy, very straightforward. It'll get you into that community. It'll give you the tools and the information um, how to move forward with this idea and how to build your business in a way that allows you to scale and to grow, but in a way that um, is optimized for your personality, for your unique business personality. Yeah, exactly. I love it. So thank you so much for being here with us and for sharing your, your life story and your experience. Um, thank you so much for, for being here. Thank you, Georgian. It was great uh, to have this um, conversation. I hope that your audience is going to um, uh, be inspired. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. Help us reach our goal of inspiring 100,000 people by sharing this podcast with your loved ones, with your Facebook friends. And if you loved this episode, please write a review on iTunes. Search for the Gratitude Podcast.